everybody, it's Eric. This is episode two of The Art of Endurance, which uh, if you haven't seen the first one, what this is, is essentially uh, my weekly kind of personal journey, uh, in addition to the Mind Body Story podcast, which still is weekly, but I'm going to try to do this every Thursday. Obviously, today is not Thursday. Things happen, and here we go on Saturday. So what I wanted to talk about today was last week's triathlon that I was in. And some of the takeaways, some of the growing moments, some of the markers that show like, hey, you're growing, you're, you're on the right path, even though you're not standing on top of a podium, because that's kind of how this life is, is sometimes the victories aren't so grand, but we have to learn to see them. So I want to share that with you and my run today, uh, how that went and not just like how athletically did I perform, but what it taught me because in this whole thing. Physical activity and endurance sports specifically has been the greatest teacher for me in my healing journey to teach me how I approach life. And, uh, and I've seen it play out on, on so many different runs and, and biking uh, rides and, and in the pool and all that stuff. So jumping into it, let's talk about the sprint. I did Partyville, Wisconsin. It's part of the Wisconsin Tri-Series. This is Lake Mills, my t-shirt here, which is the same Wisconsin Tri-Series, but this is a different event in it. And love the race. Coming into it, it was really a uh, booster of confidence. Like I, I, I had had just come off a week uh, ago uh, before that race. It was a week ago that I had DNF'd in the swim at Ironman Coeur d'Alene 70.3. So this was already scheduled for me, but it became this redemption thing. Like, where's my fitness? No wetsuit. Let's see how it is. And I got in the water, you know, and we're gonna we're gonna do this. But on the way there, it was funny because. I'm thinking about this Normatech rep that I met when I was in Coeur d'Alene. We had a good conversation. He's a retired pro and, you know, we're talking to him about things like, what was it like? What was your life like? And he, you know, would explain how it was six hours of training a day and his, his wife, he hadn't met, but they met when he was a pro. So that was kind of like marrying into it. And we had a really great conversation. I liked the guy from Australia and, uh, so cool accent. So that was awesome uh, as well. I was trying to pick up pieces of it. Cause every time I do an Australian accent, I always end up doing British. So I was trying to, in my head process, like, okay, what is he saying? How's he saying it? And then I try to be like, all right. So, and then I'm like, no, I'm in British again. Dang it. So I'm still working on that. But anyway, I enjoyed the company, uh, and I'm driving to Partyville early in the morning. It was a two hour drive and thinking like, man, I should have got that guy's name. Like he was a really cool guy. would like to talk to him in the future. And that's a bummer. And so I get to Partyville. We, I get my transition area set up. I go down, do, you know, do a warm up swim and I'm out of the water hanging out with my wife and daughter. And all of a sudden this guy shows up and it's the Normatech rep. Like he's just hanging out. So it was like, and I'm like, what do you remember me? And sure enough, he's like, Hey guys, Hey, so how did, how did Coeur d'Alene go? Uh, and I'm like, not so good. DNF the swim. He's like, Oh, that's all right, mate. You know, you got to get back in it and see that's British. Uh, forget it. Uh, and so we, it's like this weird moment of like, wow, I never thought he would be here or remember me and, and we're talking and it's so cool because I'm talking through this and he was sharing how, you know, the important thing when you DNF is to get back and race because people that he knew in the pro ranks would have an injury, have a problem, they would DNF and they would start to DNF every race. As soon as things got hard, they would stop trying to overcome that difficulty and they would just start DNFing. So you have to get back on the pony. You got to get on the horse that bucked you. And so that's exactly what I was doing. So having him, you know, reassure me uh, and just kind of give that validation of like, yeah, this is a big deal for you. Like get out there, take it serious. And this is kind of how you don't go down that path. 
And so I went out, did the warm up swim, and it felt good. Was going real easy. You know, really wanted to make sure I finished this swim to get that redemption. And so get in the water. And the, I've never been in a situation like this. Usually in a sprint triathlon, it's a, it's a group, it's a pack. You know, it gets spread out. The fast guys go and the slower ones, you know, hang back. And there's people in the middle everywhere. But this time there was 35 of us in my age group, which was 39 and under. And when they said go, they went. And I'm swimming and, you know, trying to go slow. I'm going to go on my rhythm, go on my pace. But as soon as they go, they're 30, 33 of the 37 or whatever it was are gone, like sprinting speed. Like I, you are superior athletes. It's unbelievable. And I'm sitting there going, well, I got to go fast. And I'm like, no, 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 just wait and stay where you are. This is about you and your swim, not theirs. It's crazy that everyone is super fast at this race and you weren't expecting it, but just hang in there and you go. And so like there was three of us that hung back and the group that I was with the, you know, 90% of them were overtaking other groups that had gone before them. That's how fast they were. I've never seen it like that before, but I got through the swim. And when I got out of the water where I had DNF'd in Coeur d'Alene the week before, when I got out of the water, who's there, but the Normatech rep. And he's like, all right, mate, good job, mate. Now go. And so I was like, it was such a big deal to me that he was there and that he was there to congratulate me for getting through the swim because he knew my story. And that's one thing that first hit me was, I'm like, wow, can you imagine how simple that was for him to do? How easy it was for him just to say, good job, mate, now go. And how impactful it was to me. You never know. You never know how impactful a simple expression can be of, of affirmation or of, of cheering somebody on, whatever it is. Don't underestimate the power of your words because it just, it just takes one person sometimes and the right person to say the right thing and it can change your entire mind outlook. And so that was a big deal for me. And it's a, it's a confirmation to me that I need to remember to use my voice authentically when I feel like it and to not keep that inside because it could help somebody. I don't know. But that's only my responsibility is just to be authentic and give that freely. And maybe it helps somebody, maybe it doesn't. But I just have to be not worried about that. Just give it freely and just hopefully it does impact somebody. And so I get out of the water. Uh, I'm in transition. I get on my bike and I take off. And I really enjoyed this bike course. It was not a challenging bike course. Uh, there were hills, there were climbs, but it was not an aggressive, it was gently rolling. That's the best way to describe it. But what that did is it allowed me to really push on this bike and I got my fastest bike split I've ever gotten. And I was so excited about that. But the thing I was really excited about was being in arrow position. If you saw my episode, there was a part of it where it talked about um, me being terrified of arrow position. And in arrow position, you're on this bike and a time trial bike, you're kind of tucked in like this on these little bars, you have your shifters at your thumb that you can adjust. But if you want to stop, if you want to break, you have to get off of the, the, the arrow bar and over to your hoods. And then you have brakes like a traditional bike. So it's kind of this weird giving up of control. So it's, it scares me. And on this race, I was in arrow for the majority of it, of, of the bike, which is a big deal for me because that is marked growth. Usually the best I've done is, you know, even maybe less than half of the time spent. And that's, that's just developing. And I was embarrassed by it because I'm like, why do I have this aero bike? Uh, you can see it. You can see it behind me right there. That's so weird because it's like the opposite of it. That one. 
<laughs> and so that was the bars. And you can see that. And that, that I stayed tucked in and I was faster for it. And that's the design of the bike. But I had to grow into it and not worry about what people were saying or thinking like me being up in the hoods on this nice aero bike. And so that was a wonderful experience. I nailed it. That mark that I had been growing growth had occurred and it's always good confirmation. That's one thing I love about races that it gives you a marker of growth and progress time over time. Every race you can take those things away. And so I loved it and finished the race, gotten the run, finished the run. was real happy with what I did. I could have ran harder, but it really wasn't about me setting a record for myself or doing anything great. It was just get through the race, remind yourself that you are capable, that the DNF that did not finish did not define you because you have a lot more racing in your career left to do. Get back at it. And that's what I did. And I was really happy, beat my goals, uh, felt good after the race. And so it was a win. And so I get home and, you know, life goes on. Training is, is really ramping up for Ironman Wisconsin in September. You know, got a couple months left. And so it's increasing, increasing. And today was, uh, yesterday was, I did a three-hour bike and then a 30-minute, well, ended up being 20-minute uh, off the bike run as hard as I basically could for 20 minutes. And those are really challenging workouts. And it's been really rainy out here and humid and hot. So I've just been saturated with water on so many levels. And today was an hour and 45 minutes minute run and it was no different. It, it was hot. It was muggy. It was nasty. And I've got to figure out how to better hydrate on those, whether that's stopping in at a gas station, having coins on me so I can get a water or something, finding the public access to a water fountain because I just didn't have enough fluids. And it was really painful. My heart rate was going up way too high and I was really having to back off pace because my body just was not acclimating to it. It was not uh, it, maybe the blood's getting too thick and it's not flowing or whatever, but my body started to hurt. It was just not good. And so I was about, I don't know, it was about eight miles in and that was getting close to the end of the run anyway. But I texted my wife and I was like, Hey, would you mind leaving in six minutes to come pick me up? Because I did a point A to point B run and my pace was too slow to get me to point B on time and me walking an extra two miles and struggling through it. Cause when you work out for an hour and 45 minute run, it's wise not to go and do a two hour and 15 minute run. There's a reason that you, you progressively go up five minutes a week on these long runs so that you're not just overworking your body and you're building up to peak at the right time. So there's a reason you don't want to just push through it. Plus I felt so horrible and nauseous that I didn't want to be out in the exposed sun in this heat without hydration and just really beat up my body. And one of the reasons in the past that I would do that is because I had no frame of reference of how strong I was. And so when we go through life situations, we can learn how strong we are. France taught me how strong I am. It gave me a marker. It pushed the, the barrier of what I thought I could do and what I could thought I could, you know, grind through grit. How much, how much did I have in my guts to push through that pain? And that was for a reason. You know, I, I, I needed that experience to show me how strong I could get and to show me what the price was. And when we go to our limits, that sets a bar and it says, this is what you can do, but this is the price you're going to pay. There is a consequence. And France sent me to the hospital, but I knew what I could do. And so when I go on these runs that are hot, that are muggy, that are nasty, I'm listening to my body and I'm saying, what price am I willing to pay for this run? What is the goal? And today the goal was not to go to the hospital. It was not to, to, to get through the extra two miles, go 10 miles, and then uh, be suffering for the rest of the day, the rest of the next couple days, and then then short myself on all the workouts that I'm supposed to be doing because I'm not at my best. And so I learned my limits 
And now every time I get to a place where I start to feel certain ways, I ask myself, am I willing to pay the price? Is this worth paying the price to go to my limit? And it's almost never worth it. And I think that's why a lot of people, myself included, have it's taken so long to get consistent with exercise. It's because we go to name it, whatever it is, a high-intensity interval workout, a CrossFit, uh, just going to the gym period, uh, whatever it is, triathlon, running, we go out, balls to the walls, no pain, no gain. Uh, it's all about sweat equity. You know, it's, it's, it's facing pain, finding it, and pushing through it. And I just can't agree with that anymore because what happens is, is that you burn yourself out and then the workouts you never recover from. And so you progressively get more thrashed. And the first workout might have been great, you feel alive, but your body hasn't recovered for the second, for the third, for the fourth, for the fifth. You never allow yourself that recovery time. And so I was very aware that in this run, the goal was not to, to achieve a certain mileage. It was time outrunning at a heart rate to burn fat, to keep it in the aerobic zone, to build the aerobic engine. And we'll talk about that and how important heart rate training is for that purpose. Keep it in that zone. And, and then we'll come back at it next week and we'll go for an hour and 50. But I have learned that we have to find those limits and we have to listen to them and understand them. And that is sustainable growth. So that's what we did this, this, this week was, was really all about that. You know, there was a lot of life that happens. But as far as my journey and, and training and, and competing, that was my big takeaway was one, that Normatech guy saying, go for it, mate, good job was so impactful because he just said something so simple and he had the power to say it, he did it and it changed my mindset and it just made me feel so good getting out of this swim and having not DNF'd and my confidence is back. I'm ready, I'm gonna train and we're gonna be ready for Ironman Wisconsin. So never underestimate your words and how much they could help somebody. They, you may never know the impact, but there might come a time where you hear someone message you or talk to you and say, you know what, it, it didn't really, I never communicated to you how much that impacted me when you did this or just watching you do something inspired me to do that as well. It's a powerful thing. Just being authentically you, there's nothing more required. The second thing is I've grown. It's not, uh, I've not taken on my field. I've not destroyed my competition, but I've stuck in arrow position for the entirety of the 15 mile bike ride. And I've never done that. And I wasn't really scared. I was confident. And the winds were, you know, nine, 10 miles an hour, not crazy. The hills weren't insane. I got out of the, onto the hoods on the downside of, the, of some of those hills because anytime over 30 miles an hour, I felt a little uncomfortable. And that's okay because you want control because it's not just about me not wrecking. It's about me not wrecking foolishly and then wrecking the guy or girl next to me. Like, so I have to think about that too. No, I'm not trying to be a hero. So I learned that I had made growth. So arrow position, cool. It's a marker. Next time, we'll see if we can maintain that in a 112-mile race. A little different than a 15. And the last thing was I know the price I'll pay if I reach my limits, and I decide when it's appropriate to push past those limits. And today, I decided that was not, so I laid back, and I feel better for it. I got my workout in. I didn't kill myself on the run. And I'm going to recover a lot faster and be ready for tomorrow's workout because I'm working out. My workouts are seven days a week. So I have to consider that. And we have to consider that in life, that if we go and overextend ourselves, what does tomorrow bring? How are we going to be ready? How are we going to be rejuvenated for tomorrow? 
And that's a process of figuring out what it is that does rejuvenate you. It doesn't have to be triathlon, but there's something that you need to be putting into your body and mind to help you be rejuvenated for the next thing when you do overextend yourself. So find when you find those limits, see them, see the impact they had on you. So the next time they come, you can decide if that's an area where you need to push to that limit and know what's happening on the other side of that. So that's all I wanted to talk about today. Keep it short and sweet on these uh, Art of Endurance episodes, I think. Anything under 20 minutes, I'm going to call that a victory. Uh, but yeah, this was good. It was been a good week. And next time, you know, I'm going to try to get it on Thursday. If I don't, you know, I'll be doing it as soon as I can. Uh, so Thursday is the goal, uh, usually around 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. But if I don't get it in on Thursday, I will be doing a Facebook Live episode sometime before uh, Monday when the next uh, Mind Body Story episode will air. So stick around for that, and I'll try to try to give you guys more of a heads up when I'm about ready to do it. But this is kind of you know the 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 situation that I was with today. So hopefully that uh, hopefully some of this was helpful to you, even if it's one thing that would be amazing. I'm so would be so happy to hear that. But that's the power of just sharing. Is just put it out there, put it out there and let the people that need to hear it, hear it and let the ones that don't step away from it. It's okay. So that's all for today. So until next time, journey well, my friends.